I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders for Wednesday, January 26th. I'm Sweeney Murdy along with Ed Coleman and big news on Tuesday night. The Hall of Fame class of 2022 is complete. We spoke about all the Veterans Committee selections a few weeks ago. David Ortiz gets added to this year's class. He comes in at just under 78%. Of course, 75% is a threshold. Everybody else missed for various reasons. We'll get into that. But Eddie, I think it's always worth coming off the top of these Hall of Fame uh, discussions and rewarding the people who got rewarded with congratulations, okay? And there are different reasons and factors around this, but I think we start by, at least I would, by saying congratulations, David Ortiz. You know, it's a wonderful day to be David Ortiz. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I have have no problem with with Big Poppy in the Hall of Fame. Some people did, uh, obviously, but, uh, you know, listen, when you look at Ortiz's career, Going from Minnesota to Boston, he almost became a different player in Boston. Uh, you, you start, I guess, with the DH, uh, Sweeney, because there are people who have a, uh, a DH prejudice, much mm-hmm. like close. I always look at DHs and closers as, as kind of the same. You have to be dominant to me to be in, that, in the Hall of Fame. And what, the only other DH is Edgar, correct, mm-hmm. uh, who's in the Hall of Fame. And I thought he was dominant uh, during his time playing. And I think Ortiz was, too. And uh, there was some skepticism, I know, with Big Poppy uh, with PEDs because he was mentioned in a, a PED survey that was back in 2003. But again, there were, I think, some false positives, false negatives, whatever, uh, during that time. You know, when when he was in his say mid thirties, you know, from 2010 to like 2016, he never tested positive. Uh, He was being tested during that time. Uh, He was raking like you wouldn't believe. Think of the 2013 world series when he put up just phenomenal numbers. I mean, and he was, you know, pretty much an old man at that time. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to, you know, predate him, but uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he had already, you know, he was on the, the backside of his career at that time. And, Three world championships in Boston, uh, you know, the stuff off the field as well, too. He was obviously an inspirational leader for that team. So uh, I had no problems whatsoever with uh, David Ortiz being enshrined. I, I wish him, you know, success, good luck. And I think that'll be a hell of a speech at Cooperstown. <laughs> Big Poppy is through. And Red Sox Nation, I'm sure, will be there, too. Get you, uh, got to get the dump buttons ready and the delays and the bleeps ready for David Ortiz and his Hall of Fame speech. But, you know, I, I think the important thing, because there's, you know, we can't lump every PED issue into one giant basket for various reasons. And Ortiz yeah. is a good example of this uh, because the 2003 survey testing, as you said, there were, there were some indications back then, and even today, that false positives were involved. 
And I say this now knowing that living in a COVID world, we have an idea what false positives really mean at this point, right? Most of us do. So the idea that, let's say that is, you know, if that's a factor, as you said, the rest of his career is spent during PED testing and not a single drop. So nothing has stuck to him. The original 2003 survey testing didn't stick to him because he denied it. And then nothing else came up. He got 78% of the vote. Contrast that with Alex Rodriguez, who in the 2003 survey testing, after that, uh, his name came out in that, he took the opportunity to then admit freely to three years worth of PED usage. And then he said at a tearful press conference, judge me from this day forward. Well, within several months of that press conference, he was then supposedly meeting with Tony Bosch. And enough evidence existed, even though there wasn't a positive test, enough evidence existed that he got embroiled in the biogenesis scandal and was suspended for an entire year for that. So 2003 testing did not stick to Ortiz. 2003 testing and then some stuck to Alex Rodriguez, which is why he clocked in at only 34%. So while the initial uh, 2003 testing involves both of those guys, they're not created equal. You can't treat them equal. And that's, I think, that's why they both ended up, you know, 40% difference between the two. Yep. Uh, what if Alice was at what, 34%? Correct. Uh, I think. And, and that's, you know, I, uh, Manny Ramirez was what, at 36, I think, something 20, like that. 29. But, yeah. 29. Okay. 20, mm-hmm. 29. But I think the highest uh, or his first year, I think Manny's first year was mm-hmm. 36, right? He was at 36. So Alex came in a little under him and it'll be interesting to watch. You know, I, I guess, you know, now with Bonds and Clemens and, uh, and Sosa off the ballot at this time and Schilling as well too, what's going to be interesting to me moving forward is now those guys are not there to be voted for. And certainly there were people that did vote for them. So who are they going to vote for now? And what's that going to mean for the, the guys who have picked up percentages this year, like Scott Rowland, like Billy Wagner, like Andrew Jones, people like that, what that's going to mean for them with the other guys now off the ballot and swept over to the one of the era committees i guess we'll have to decide what's what's in store for uh the quote-unquote ped users yeah i think uh it's a great question and a lot of different levels to that um i should uh mention to everybody that you're right we don't have hall of fame votes we are broadcasters not members of the bdwaa so we do not have votes we have our opinions and this and that follow closely and we we both know several people who do vote you know dozens of people probably who do vote um but our votes don't matter so that being said um i i haven't asked you in a long time i don't know how you feel about it. i've kind of waffled on the idea because i haven't had to commit i haven't had to put my name on a ballot and vote mm-hmm. this is what my sure. stance is so i've kind of gone back and forth on this but i kind of came to the conclusion about the other day of you know, we mentioned the differences between ortiz and a-rod bonds and clemens the argument is about um you know they were hall of famers before they were suspected of use but you know uh, to me, that's, you know, I was a law-abiding citizen until I robbed that bank. I, I don't <laughs> really love the reasoning there, um, but I can see the reason to keep them out because they they chose a certain path. And the path they chose, there's enough evidence to support it, led to 
great monetary gains. They played longer and made a lot more money in their careers and got famous by breaking all-time records and, and doing that. That's the reward they chose. And if you know the baseball writers have their say in whether or not they go in the Hall of Fame, get even more honors and awards, I think it's okay for them to say, you know what, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable rewarding you. And yeah. let's let's be real, they both got over 65% of the vote. And mm-hmm. that will win you every election in this country, 65%. Sure. Okay? Yeah. But 75 is a hard threshold. I can understand the reasoning to withhold because it's as much as we want to say, oh, everybody was doing it, everybody knew about it. Everybody didn't know about it. Everybody wasn't doing it. And the people that did it knew they were doing something wrong because they weren't doing it out in the open. They weren't, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't telling us, hey, look at this stuff I'm doing here. Can you hold this needle for me? That's <laughs> not what was happening. They hid what they were doing, which means they knew it was wrong. And when you're doing that, you're choosing a set of rewards, which longer playing career, more money doing it. And to me, I'm not, Listen, if they got voted in, Eddie, I think I'd be, you know, yeah, you deal with it. You just move on. They're Hall of Famers. I'm not going to protest the Hall of Fame because they were in it. But I, if you ask me my say, I would tell you that I wouldn't feel comfortable rewarding them based on what we just talked about. Nor would a lot of guys that are in the Hall of Fame. You know, what? I, I, I think of the late Tom Seaver, and I know that Tom Seaver would not have approved or Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or Sammy Sosa or whoever uh, in the Hall of Fame if uh, there is enough evidence that they were PED users. And obviously, uh, you know, um, I guess, you know, increased their likelihood of getting into the Hall of Fame because of that. I, you know, it, it's interesting. I was listening to, uh, to Greg Maddox uh, a couple of days ago, and, and Maddox had I guess has the opinion that that I kind of have, and that's that I thought Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were both Hall of Famers before they started ingesting PEDs. Now I I, I don't know when they did, okay, but you can kind of draw a demarcation line with with both of them. Uh, I think in particular with Bonds too, uh, and that's you know I, I said if, if Greg Maddox feels that way, I watched Greg Maddox beat the Mets for so many years, and I have the utmost respect for him. So if he feels that way, that's okay with me. Maybe maybe that makes it justified. You know what was interesting to me though is is that uh, I, I kind of I thought about the 2020 election over the last couple of days. Now why is that, Ed? Well, <laughs> you know, over even going back a couple of days ago, uh, the percentages seemed to be there for Bonds and Clements. And I was thinking back to the election in 2020 when the votes first started coming in. You know, Trump had a huge lead uh, on on Joe Biden at that time. Now, why was that? Well, because you know a lot of people were voting by mail uh, and getting those ballots, and those are the ones that you know are are going to come in and going to be counted or whatever. The more traditional way of voting, which the way I go, I go to the ballot box yeah. all the time, whatever. And those votes hadn't come in yet. And obviously that's swung the election that way. And I think, you know, the more traditional uh, way of voting, I guess, you know, older guys will, will wait a little bit longer. And that's why, you know, a lot of those votes came in late and pushed that percentage back down under 75 for both of them. Um, but, you know, I've, I've always felt that way with, with Bonds and Clemens. I thought there were Hall of Famers before, um, you know, be, before you hit that mark where, you know, it was obvious that they were using PEDs. Maybe it was a little bit harder to tell with Clemens, 
But I, I think there were enough guys like Tom Seaver that are in the Hall of Fame that would feel uncomfortable with those guys in the Hall of Fame. So I have no problem with them being out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, and and like I think you and I just proved how hard it is to agree on the point and get 75% of people to agree, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and say, okay, this is who I want in. Your receiver point is an interesting one that I, you know, I want to get into you a little bit more with because this isn't the end for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. The mm-hmm. different versions of committees break down the eras and voting every few years. It's gotten a little... Um, the, the pattern of every three years that they established has gotten a little out of whack because of COVID. So there's going to, the era that Bonds and Clemens are a part of will be voted on again in December of 2022. And then again in December of 2024. So this year and two years from now, they will have a chance again, potentially to be on this ballot after going through screening committees. And there'll be a 16 member panel that gets to vote again, that is made up of former players, Hall of Famers, um, executives, managers, and uh, media members, uh, historians, really, no more than media members. But, you know, Seaver, you mentioned- And you're going to need 12 votes. You still need 12 votes. And this is the tricky part, because the last two committees, the ones that elected Jack Morris and Alan Trammell, and the one that elected Ted Simmons- the people on those committees, the players, the former players, were George Brett, Rod Carew, Dennis Eckersley, Dave Winfield, and Robin Yount, I think. And in, in one of the other ones, more recently, Eddie Murray and Ozzie Smith subbed out. I think they subbed out for Carew and Eckersley, or Eckersley, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. But just reading these names, Brett, Carew, Eckersley, Winfield, Yount, Murray, and Ozzie Smith. I'm not positive that you're, and this doesn't count the mm-hmm. other group. I'm not positive you're going to get 12 out of the 16 votes on this committee to say, oh yeah, they absolutely belong in and right this wrong, so to speak. You know, if there's an egregious, if people think this is an egregious oversight and that 65% 
should, you know, there's another 35% that don't know what they're doing. Well, I'm going to challenge you that I'm going to, I'm going to feel pretty good about saying it, that I don't think 12 out of these 16 votes are coming based on the uh, makeup of the hall of fame players alone that make up these committees. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, tell me who comprises the committee and I'll tell you what the chances are, but I think you're right. You know, you need five no votes, basically. All right, you need 12 to 16. If you get five no votes, they're not going in. So the names you mentioned, you know, if, if those guys or their type are on the committee, then I think it's gonna be very difficult. And I'll, I'll probably, I'll say this too, because Kurt Schilling, you know, gets lumped in with Bonds and Clemens and Sosa. But I think Schilling may have a better chance with a committee like that. Now, Schilling went down this year, but, you know, that to me is as much in part because of, you know, his declaration of, you know, take me off your ballot. I don't want your Hall of Fame. Right. And his Twitter tantrums and his Twitter tantrums in politics. Let's face it. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what what turned a lot of people off now if those guys don't care about that and you look at Schilling and his career uh that's to me a hall of fame career it, it is a hall of fame career and there I, I you know to my knowledge it is he's not tied in with the PED um you know doubt and controversy like the others are so I think he may have a better chance than than any of those other guys that uh, that obviously have been tied and have links to to PEDs, and uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe there are enough people that are ticked off at Chilling and just you know want to see him go away. But I think he may have a better chance at, at something like that than some of the other guys would. Yeah, I agree because I think I think you know you've heard enough um, just anecdotes from Hall of Famers and their stances on PED guys. Yeah. yeah. That's, yep. you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a walk-in for, excuse me, for Bonds and Clemens on those ballots either. We'll see. And I yep. agree with the showing. I thought, I thought should have been in years before, but the crowded ballots certainly affected him as much as anything else. And the big yep. drop off this year down to 58%. I mean, that's really just about his own, uh, you know, I think people took him seriously and said, take me off the ballot. Well, you, they can't take you off the ballot, but we could choose not to vote for you. So, mm -hmm. so uh, I think that is probably what played into that. Um, yeah. You mentioned a couple other names that I think are really interesting because of the, uh, sorry, I have hiccups and we're not going to edit out my hiccups. So I'm just going to tell you that I have hiccups. Go through it. <laughs> they are, I've done I've done in post game shows like this, so trust me. <laughs> yeah, I had to get through it. Uh, Scott Rowland, fifth year on the ballot, sixty three percent. Todd Hel Todd Helton, fourth year on the ballot, fifty two percent. Billy Wagner, seventh year on the ballot, fifty one percent. And Andrew Jones, fifth year on the ballot, fifth year on the ballot for Andrew Jones, forty one percent. Forty one still a pretty significant ways back but rolling at 63 wagner at 51 helton at 52 those three guys are going to make significant progress because the ballot's going to be a whole lot less crowded yep. <laughs> next year and i think at least Roland and maybe helton get in I, wagner is going to be difficult to gauge because of how we view closers I think, you know, Scott Rowland is, I, I think he's going to be a lock uh, next year. I, I, you know, anytime I watched Scott Rowland, uh, I watched a great defensive player, a guy who could hit in the clutch. 
Um, I always, anytime I watch a third baseman, I always, uh, I, I think of the true throws that Scott Rowland had all the time at third base, regardless of the angle that he threw it. It always ended up right, right around belt level of the first baseman. Okay. Uh, regardless He's of where Patrick he was Mahone, throwing, it's throwing, throwing from third base, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he was magnificent. And I think, you know, he's close enough. And I think with the less crowded ballot, as you mentioned, Sweeney, uh, I think he's going to be in next year. I, Helton is interesting. Uh, is an interesting guy. I think simply because he played his entire career in Colorado, uh, Larry Walker, uh, spent most of his career in Colorado, but he was elsewhere. He had Montreal, he had St. Louis. So, uh, you know, is there going to be a bias against the Colorado numbers for Helton? Uh, I, I think he's close to a Hall of Famer. I'm not sure whether the writers will put him in or not. I think Andrew Jones is another guy there. I think, as I mentioned, Roland, I think is going to be a lock uh, next year. Uh, the interesting guy to me is Billy Wagner, though, simply because I, I think closers have to be dominant. And, you know, Billy could be dominant. There's no question. A lot of people bring up Trevor Hoffman when they talk about uh, Wagner, and that's really kind of an interesting comparison to me because Hoffman was a changeup guy. Billy was, was all fire, you know, hard, hard uh, fastball and hard slider. Uh, he'd come right after you. Similar numbers in a lot of ways, ERA, strikeouts, war. Uh, but the number of saves, a lot different. Uh, Hoffman had more games, but he had 601 saves. Uh, Billy was a little over 400, 422, I think. Um, so there's a disparity there, but you know, was he a dominant guy when he was on? Yeah, he was a dominant guy. So uh, that's what you look for, whether you dominated at that point in time in your career and whether you were one of the dominant closers. And I think he was. I think he's got a shot. Let's put it that way. And he's come up 15 percent uh, the previous two years. I think he came up 6 percent this year and not as much, but he's making progress steady. And he still has, I think, three more years on the ballot. I think he's been through seven. So he still has time to make that up. And I think there's a good possibility that he may make that up. And with a less crowded ballot, maybe he can make a big jump next year. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I agree with you on Roland because, you know, one of the things people talk about is, like, do you 
when you watch the guy, did you think you were watching a Hall of Famer? And there's a lot of people that say no about Scott Rowland. My, my answer is, yeah, I don't think you're watching closely enough. If that's your answer. Because, yeah, when I was watching, I thought I was watching one of the best players in the sport. And over the long haul, um, towards the end of his career, some durability issues cropped up. But it wasn't so much early in his career as people think. Uh, and he still has, you know, homers and doubles. It compares kind of Edgar Martinez. Um, mm -hmm. with homers and doubles and power numbers. And on top of that, the eight goal gloves, I don't think we ever reward defense enough when we're talking about this. Uh, I think we penalize it too much. Um, and as far as Wagner, you know, I heard Brad Lidge, who you know, is a little biased because he played with Billy Wagner, heard him make an excellent point. He says, if you're not going to put Billy Wagner in, when's, what does the next closer have to do to get in after you know Rivera and Hoffman? You know, what, what more does a closer have to do? Closers, I think, have to be measured a little bit differently because they generally don't. I just named two guys who are the exception, but they generally don't play 20 years like some of these guys who are in the Hall right. of Fame accumulate you know, the 3,000 hits and the 500 home runs. Shelf life of a closer is not as long. So when you get somebody who does it for, say, 10 years or a little bit longer like Wagner did, I think you have to consider that. And the 400 saves is a really good number. The dominance with the strikeouts is a really good number. I think, you know, Wagner is just, you know, and – we just mentioned it earlier with Ortiz and the DH, you know, these are real positions and they have been for, for 50 years, people have been employing DH and they've used closers to save games. You know, it's time to stop treating them as if they're some second class citizens. I thought the 2019 election was great for that because you had Mariano Rivera and Lee Smith and you had Edgar Martinez and Harold Baines. You, you can debate all you want about how Harold Baines got in and whether he deserves to be in, but he spent a lot of years at DH to accumulate some numbers. Uh, Edgar Martinez, it was a win for closers and DHs and recognizing that those are real positions. And I'd like to see yep. that going forward, not just in that one election. Ortiz obviously furthers that. Uh, I think Wagner would further that. And Helton, it falls into the same category for me with a different example because Coors Field is a real ballpark. It's a, it's a major league ballpark and they play a you know, 81 games there every year and every team has to go there. And it's been around for, you know, 25 years now. It's not something new. And guess what? There aren't 40 guys who have the numbers that Todd Helton put up as Colorado Rockies. You know, there's, there, there's Larry Walker and there's Todd Helton and a couple other guys did it, but not for a long period of time. And we've had enough people talk about the idea that, coming in and out of Coors Field um, every, you know, every other week for an entire season for 15 or 20 years has a certain effect. And I'm just now laughing because I remember something that happened to you in a Coors Field press box running up and down between the press box and the broadcast level and trying to just speak, let alone, you know, hit 300 or, you know, play baseball. I to talk when I couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's a very real factor that we should recognize. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, real, real estate and baseball players play them and put up real numbers. Yep, no, it's a, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, one, one other thing on closures, too, that I guess we should keep in mind, you know, Hoffman had a great long career through change-ups. Mariano had a great long career. He was a cutter guy, okay? Not that he couldn't throw hard. But, you know, some of the flamethrowers are probably not going to last that long. And Billy was a flamethrower. He was going to come at you as hard as he could and, you know, see it, try to hit it. 
Uh, those guys probably aren't going to last as long or whatever. So, but I think he's made enough progress. That's what 30% over the last three years with a little left in six uh, with a left in that 15% uh, airs to it. There's one new name coming on the ballot next year, which is going to be interesting for a couple of different reasons. One, debating whether or not he actually is a Hall of Famer. I think there are plenty of people who think he is. And two, wondering how his own scandal is going to stick to him. Carlos Beltran, uh, who we both covered, um, might have a little trouble overcoming the Astros situation. I don't know how much. I think we have a year to figure it out. But um, I, thought he, I thought he was a Hall of Fame player. And I thought winning the World Series in 2017 uh, was the cherry on top. And until the scandal came out, I wouldn't have even questioned that he was going, whether or not he was going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he'll still get there, but I think this Astros thing still throws a little bit of a wrench into it. What do you think? I think that Carlos may be a committee guy eventually because of that. But I, I do think as time goes on, Sweeney, and again, he's going to come on next year. Uh, I think he'll get enough votes to keep himself on for a 10-year period. So I think over time, it will subside. You know, both managers who were suspended are now back in baseball, uh, Alex Cora and A.J. Hinch. And uh, I think the furor has subsided a little bit, maybe not with Yankee fans, with the Astros, uh, but uh, at the same time, I think over time that will subside somewhat. And I think you know, Beltran, I think it will affect him, you know, at first, I, I do. And uh, he may end up being a, a committee guy, very possibly. I think he's one of those guys who will get close uh, if he doesn't get in, if he doesn't get the 75%. I do think he'll get close because I, I think anyone who watched Carlos Beltran felt that, you know, he was a Hall of Fame type caliber player. I know he was a Hall of Fame player with the Mets during his tenure there. He signed a seven-year deal. I'm not going to say all seven years were great, but I'd say four and a half at least were just superb years. And, uh, you know, you look at the uh, the work that he did, uh, you know, in Kansas City and Houston before that and with the Yankees and that, uh, I, I think he's he is a Hall of Famer. I, um, I, I look at him, though, and I, I think – I don't know if this has been by design, but he's, you know, he's clearly going to have to have some strategizing. If I was advising him, he has not spoken – since yeah. you know, since being let go by the Mets, and uh, because and that happened in the wake of the scandal, he's not spoken out about any of it. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm advising him, he has to really put forth a strong effort um, in in public before he hits the Hall of Fame ballot, or else you know I think his chances get torpedoed a great deal. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, you know, Carlos is that type of guy. I think that he will come clean. Uh, he'll admit his mistake. And he, you know, in essence, he, he kind of has already. He, he knows that he messed up, uh, but he's been very silent, very quiet. I, I agree. Uh, I think he's kind of waiting to get himself back into baseball and, and maybe, you know, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll talk a little bit more at that point in time. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, the, listen, I, I never worried about Carlos Beltran's character. Let's put it that way. So, um, you know, I, I think he regrets what he did in 2017. I think he realizes that he went over the line, uh, you know, in the spur of the moment at the time, obviously. Uh, maybe you should have thought of it then, but he didn't. <laughs> and again, um, you know, that's, that's something that I think he probably will clear up. But I agree with you. Yeah, he. 
he uh, he definitely has to do some uh, some PR stuff uh, before he uh, hits the Hall of Fame ballot. The last ten years of Hall of Fame voting seems to just elicit so much anger because of everybody's strong feelings about the different sides of these different scandals. Um, and Schilling and Beltran have found themselves in completely different waters than Bonds and Clemens and everybody else. Um, I hope that we're getting to a point where we can again talk about the greatness of players as opposed to all these other arguments. I think we should once again, though, make sure we, we you know, properly congratulate David Ortiz. We watched a Hall of Fame player. We watched a Hall of Fame career. We knew there were some questions about it, but uh, he got the votes. And in July, it's going to be a, a, a tremendous party for David Ortiz. And as much as it might pain Yankee fans to to watch it happen, you just have to recognize that that's a great career and he's going to be celebrated as a great player. Um, now to bring it back down again, we should probably just mention one time that, hey, there's meetings happening and uh, <laughs> we might yeah. actually have some progress, a little progress, maybe not much. There's movement here and there. There's still a few weeks before we have to consider drop dead dates, but at least they're talking about the CBA, Eddie. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I guess the best way to look at it at this point, and again, there's there's still a long way to go, but I think there are pathways for for an agreement. And I think what's what's happened over the last couple of days and meeting again today after, you know, uh, convening yesterday, uh, I think that's a good sign. Uh, are they in total agreement? No. Uh, and they still have a a lot of stuff and the luxury tax, they're still going to have to uh, luxury tax uh, thresholds. They're still going to have to really try and sort out. That's going to be a sticking point, I think. But um, I think that they have at least created pathways for an agreement if they can you know, keep their heads about them. Let's put it that way. Uh, I, I think there's there's been some progress and that's that's a good sign. Just having having them meet back to back days, I think. Is, is a plus instead of meeting by zoom and blowing it off after seven or 10 minutes or so. So I, I think it's been a positive couple of days. Hopefully that positivity can, uh, can continue. I can't wait for you and I to like actually have discussions about the luxury tax, which affects both of the things. <laughs> uh, equally. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. He's Ed Coleman. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. We bring you some different things here and there during this offseason. And of course, whenever the season kicks off again, we are here with our regular Mets and Yankees coverage. Hit subscribe and review where you get your podcasts, Odyssey, Apple, or wherever else. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 